You're listening to... No, that's not real. You're listening to The Heidi Rue Show. Yeah, that's better. Inspiring. Entertaining. Real. The Heidi Rue Show. We've got a really special guest today on The Heidi Rue Show, Olivia Mazouk. Did I did that say that right, Olivia? Yeah, you did. Oh, <laughs> awesome. So Olivia is the senior writer and producer in the brand creative department of the Food Network. You may have heard of the Food Network. I'm sure you have. And Olivia and I met because I did um, a little promo for them in Kohl's just a few months ago. And so we met through that shoot, and it was so fun. And she was so gracious to come on the podcast and just share a little bit about her journey to Food Network, a little bit behind the scenes stuff. So you are going to love this interview. And if you saw Olivia too in person, I'll I'll try and post a picture of her. She's just Mm -hmm. gorgeous too, by the way. And she has curly hair. So I'm already a fan of that. Um, So she's just a beautiful, beautiful person outside and inside. Now, Olivia, tell us how you ended up working at Food Network and how you got there. Sure. Well, my path um, was was brief. I, you know, major. I went to Boston University. I was a communications major. I I wanted to work in public relations, and I found after doing some internships that PR was just not my thing. But I was already so invested in it that my first job out of school was in PR. And um, needless to say, I was I was so unhappy, and I didn't know what to do. And I applied for a job at NBC. They have this uh, page program, and I got in, and that kind of turned the tide and led me into the television route. And the NBC page program is a year program, and at the end of the program, I saw a job listing at Food Network for production assistance in their on-air promotions department. I applied, and the rest is history. I've never left Food Network, and wow. it's been been many years. Yeah. That's awesome. So, okay, so this is a weird question, but is the page program, is that similar to 30 Rock? Did you ever watch that? Oh, my God. Yes, yes, I was Kenny. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) I love it. That was a great program. Okay, so how, you know, things have changed then over the years as you've worked for Food Network, and one of those probably changes is just the, um, it's how prevalent social media is and how it now affects everything. So how has social media, if, if at all it has, how has that affected how you write and produce for Food Network? So when I started, um, social media wasn't wasn't a thing. I, I started at Food Network in 2000 as a production assistant, and uh, I, my my primary focus was on air promotions. I assisted producers by gathering materials they needed for their edits and assisting at shoots. You know, very very bare bones kind of work. And now, as as a senior writer producer. Um, I, I've moved away from on-air promotions into um, working with co-branded content. Uh, and that's, that's kind of a reflection of the technology because mm. now with, with people, with TiVo and other technology, they could, um, you don't have to watch commercial breaks. Right. So part of what my team does is we find creative ways to reach the consumer by creating vignettes and short-form content that's compelling, on-brand with Food Network, but also contains some sort of um, integrated sponsorship. Mm-hmm. And uh, in addition, 
addition to that, the social media is thriving. And when I started Food Network, we didn't have this large digital team that was involved in creating social content. And it's it's pretty amazing because we have a we have a a Snapchat Discovery Channel, and the content is fresh every 24 hours. So, wow! So that department is just turning it out. So it's really amazing. Like to see the changes and to see how the brand has extended beyond the on-air content into mm-hmm. the social realm. We, you know, we have a Facebook page, we have an Instagram. Uh, the digital team is really busy. It's, it's, it's really good. Yeah, that's awesome. I know, and I love um, the Food Network Instagram videos have been great. I've actually used some of the ideas over the holidays um, that they posted. It's just fantastic, and. You know, I mean, I am a huge Food Network fan. Um, I mean, the the shoot that we did was so fun for me. That was so um, much fun. Oh my gosh, it was just one of the best. It was just, just so fun. Um, I love the Food Network shows. Huge fan. Anyways, but I also know that when I worked in radio, I listened to my station that I was on all the time, <laughs> and so after a while, it's like that is kind of the last thing that. I I want to I want to listen to do you feel like is that very similar working at Food Network or do you have any favorite shows or is it kind of similar to the fact of like okay I'm around this all the time Uh, I need a break yeah so uh there's a combination of projects I do um some for on air some for off air and some sometimes I produce um, reels that are played at pre- internal presentations for the sales team or the programming team or the marketing team. You know, my work ex- extends to creating short-form videos for, mm-hmm. for many different purposes. Um, so sometimes we do an original shoot, as in the case with our partnership with Coles, where you will you start as our home <laughs> cook. <laughs> um, other times I take footage that's already been shot for the shows and I work with an editor to create a compelling piece you know by adding um, a music track from our licensed library and working with our graphics team to get you know the graphics that we need and we kind of put it all together to one compelling piece but um, at the end of the day after after watching endless footage and content that's pretty much the last thing I want to do right. in my spare time is actually watch <laughs> yeah. the network. However, it follows me everywhere I go. <laughs> Sometimes when I'm at the gym, I see a Food Network program playing on the TV monitors while people are on the treadmill. Uh, so it's, it's hard to escape. <laughs> oh, sure. Is it weird to see things that you've produced too? Or is that kind of cool? I, I, I think it's great yeah. um, most of the most of the content I produce uh, airs during a commercial break mm-hmm. um, it would probably air at the end of a program at the end of the program right before the break or going into um, the program after the break is over um, or some of the content I produce is, is digital so it's just you know you can watch it on foodnetwork.com when, whenever you whenever you want. Right. So can you pull back the curtain kind of for us on some of the behind the scenes info? Like what are some of the things that people may not realize about what goes into some of the Food Network shows? Uh, Sure. Well, I can tell you one thing. A question I am frequently asked is, oh, you must have to 
eating great food all day long. <laughs> and I hate to disappoint, but it's not quite like that. Oh. Uh, I, I get to feast my eyes on beautiful food, food footage. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our offices are in, uh, well, we're, Food Network is based in, we broadcast from Knoxville, Tennessee, but our New York office is in the Chelsea Market Building, which if you've ever been to Chelsea Market, it is it is a bit, bit of a food paradise for tourists because it has so many different um, food booths and restaurants. Um, but in terms of actual food, I <laughs> yeah, there's, there's not a lot of that going on. We right. have this, the Food Network kitchens upstairs, they are an amazing team, and they create tests all the recipes that go into many of the shows that go into the Food Network magazine. And they're, they always have food up, up there. Mm-hmm. And uh, during the holidays, they had a, a, a special cookie cookie event for all the employees where we came up there and we, we had fresh baked cookies, you know, that Food Network kitchens baked just for us. And that was wonderful. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And I'm sure that, too, even on the actual sets of the Food Network places, most people probably don't even want to eat that food because it's been either sitting out for a while, food stylists have probably gotten a hold of it, and who knows what they put on there. (laughs) I know there's a ton of tricks that you're like, okay, whatever they put on there to make it look pretty, I do not want to eat that because that's gross. (laughs) Yeah, well, I can't speak for uh, the individual shows. There's actually very few that we shoot. Uh, in our Chelsea Market um, facility these days. Um, and a lot of the shows are on-the-road shows. But I can speak to when, when I work on shoots, uh, we always have a culinary producer. Uh, and the culinary producer has usually comes with their own little team. And it's, it's a big job. Yeah. It's not just about making the food look pretty. It's about sourcing the ingredients, making sure you have enough. Uh, deciding what all the serving bowls are going to be, how everything's going to be displayed, uh, making sure the food is camera ready. And if you do multiple takes, we might have to swap out a dish because things welt, things melt, um, things kind of fall apart. So they might they might have little devices in there to keep things together. Yeah. So they, they use they use. They're, they're amazing, creative people because not only are they culinary professionals, but they're also artists. Mm-hmm. They're skilled artists who, who can use materials outside of food-grade ingredients to, to make things look nice, to keep them together so we can shoot them. Yeah. I can only imagine. I know even on uh, my party blog when I would do like little video shoots or for recipes or whatever – I mean, I would be so exhausted (laughs) at the end because it would just be me. So I would be the one that had to make sure, okay, I've got an in-between, like, you know, start of the recipe and in-between at the end. And then, oh, my gosh, it was – so I can only imagine their job is so (laughs) – a lot. (laughs) And it could be as simple as I did one shoot where we were um, creating a mocktail and the person on air was stirring from this big picture – and because ice cubes melt and, and they also create this, this moisture against, against the, um, the material, mm-hmm. we, we used plastic ice cubes. We didn't use real ice cubes. So sometimes it's as simple as that. Right. 
That was great. I loved hearing all the behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So having the kitchen there, at least where you work in New York, are there any kind of tricks that you've learned or picked up over the years working at Food Network, cooking tricks? You know, I, I have picked up a, a few things that have been, they're very simple, but they're, they're priceless. And it's changed the way I've cooked. And I'll, I'll give you the most basic example. There's something I never heard of before. I started working at Food Network called mise en place. And it basically means that you have everything you need to cook. Everything's arranged and organized. Before, I, I, in, in the past, I would just take a recipe and just start cooking. I would right. grab things out of my cabinet as needed, pick up ingredients as I need, and realize halfway through, oh, I don't have this. Oh, I don't have that. Mm-hmm. And something as simple as mise en place, just get, reading the recipe through, getting organized, making sure I have every ingredient in front of me, that just changed my life. And it made cooking so much simpler and quicker. And I was like wow, this is so easy. How yeah. did I not do this before? <laughs> did it? Does it help with cleanup too? Because I, 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 I'm a mess. Like yeah. I do the same thing. I don't necessarily take everything out. And so then it's like the kitchen exploded <laughs> when I cook. It makes everything more efficient. It, it saves you energy. It saves you time. It, it's amazing. Just having everything you need right in front of you before you start working is a game changer. Oh, I love and it. And a couple of other things, um, and I love this trick because Jada does it all the time. If you watch any of her shows, she takes the back of her chef's knife and she smashes the garlic, the mm. garlic clove. And that makes peeling it so much easier. I think that I actually learned that from her. Great. Yeah. It, it definitely changed the way I cook for sure with garlic. And it makes me feel so professional. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Sometimes you, when you watch these chefs at work, they are amazing. I mean, the, 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 the best thing I love to watch is when they're, they have a pan and they, whatever ingredient is in the pan, they just flip it. They just shake the pan and do this little flip or toss. And I'm terrified that if I ever try this at home... It's going to be all over oh, my yeah. kitchen floor. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but smashing the garlic is the one pro move. I'm like, I can do this. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. Okay, so along the lines of Food Network show, I know that there's so many different departments of Food Network, mm-hmm. so you may not be able to talk to this, but I think what a lot of people wonder is how do people get their own shows on Food Network? Like, how does that happen? <laughs> So, well, there, there are different ways. I mean, um, the, the programming department, they, they, they don't accept individual pitches. Like sometimes people write in, they have a great show idea, and that's all good and well. But if you're not backed by a production company, they're not going to listen to the pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we have celebrities come in and, you know, they have ideas for shows. Um, and there's there's lots of other other you know the, the executives they they keep on top of social media and YouTube and see who are these people who are you know getting a lot of hits getting a lot of views you know making waves in the food world so they they explore that option as well so they're mm-hmm. always trying something new to see what sticks um, and if you notice a lot of repetition in terms of the genre it's because it does well like baking shows do well so we have 
a good number of baking competitions and baking shows. Yeah, which I love. I know we already yeah. mentioned this, but I love it. But then it just, it's horrible because then I end up wanting to bake everything. So I've got all these like chocolate eclairs and cakes mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, I'm not going to be able to fit in my pants if I keep doing this. Do you have any advice or maybe I should phrase it this way. What advice would you give to your younger self knowing what you do now, mm-hmm. working for a company for a long time and being super successful at it? What, what would that advice be? Well, that's that's a very good question, and I would tell my younger self to be more fearless and mm-hmm. to be more confident. Uh, you know, it's it, it's it's an actually a double edged sword working at the same place for so many years. I mean, there certainly are benefits to longevity, but uh, if if somebody were to ask me, some somebody younger coming out of school. Uh, I would say, if, if you can, try new things. It's okay to not know what you want to do and then try new things, and, and maybe, maybe you don't like that. Like, I didn't like working in PR, so I moved on to television. But the best way to really kind of excel in your career is to try to move to different companies because then you could negoti- renegotiate your salary, um, you get more experience, Experience. You see how you know other other networks or other companies work, and everybody has a different company culture and a different a different area of expertise. So it's also a good learning experience. So I would mm-hmm. tell my younger self just don't be afraid, try everything, and it's okay if you fail. Mm, that's great. Well, I think that that is um, some great advice to (laughs) leave off on on this podcast. Olivia, thank you so much for sharing just all your wisdom and and experience. I just want to add really quickly, um, there's so many more opportunities now than there were when I started working in television because because we didn't have social media. (laughs) There weren't uh, jobs that are just in the realm of social media the way there are now. Well, thank you so much. I know you've encouraged me, and and I just love hearing about kind of some of the behind-the-scenes stuff, but also just how you got to where you are now. And and I have looked online at some of the awesome things that you've done, um, even some of the, with re- researching our interview, and it's wonderful. You do a really, really great job. And so thank you so much for taking well, the time you. to talk to us. It was great. As a Georgia peach, she loves pleasing people, so she wants to know how she can improve the show. So let her know, either on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, at Heidi Rue. Also be kind, because she's my wife. And if she has a bad day, then I'm really going to hear about it. 